David, I love that candle you're burning. You seem to always have a great candle burning. I am very aware of how room smells. When you've spent over a decade with a 75 pound Labrador retriever and two teenage boys, you start to worry that your house smells like the inside of a gym bag. I would imagine so. You know what I wish we'd had for the last decade? What? That Puro Air Purifier we now own and use all the time. I love my Puro Air too. Did you know that indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? Yes, I lived with two teenage boys. I can 100% testify <laughs> to that. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Gases from a preteen boy? <laughs> I'm dreading when my nephews start making those gases. Just you wait. Thankfully, Puro Air uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. You wouldn't drink unfiltered tap water, so why would you breathe unfiltered air? Thanks to my Puro Air Purifier, I feel like I can breathe again. Check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. Check it out now. Hey friends, welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. And I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we're so glad you joined us for this conversation. Let's dive in. I haven't told you what happened to me the other night. What happened? It was after reading the audiobook for four hours and I think four podcast interviews and I was just exhausted. And so I was laying on my couch and I was watching The Bear. And David, it was that episode where he goes on the date and the people are fighting in the restaurant when they come in. Do you remember that? Yes. I've never done this before. I had, I literally did square breathing during a TV episode. <laughs> it was making me so worked up because I was so tired. I thought, I don't really have panic attacks and I might have one watching how stressed and fast they're moving. That's silly. No, I'm just so sad thinking you needed so badly to relax after that day and you got to employ everything you just been talking about. Totally. It really got, I really was like, Breathe in, breathe out. I felt very tense watching that show. I'm with yes, you. Yes, it's a great show. It's an amazing show. But get ready. You're going to need to know the breathing techniques we talk about a lot. And we do talk about these breathing techniques all the time. Yes. You're going to need to know all the things we're going to be talking about today. All the help we're about <laughs> to offer you might be useful for that show for a lot of moments. How Seriously, how often would you say you talk about regulating your body in your office with oh kids goodness. and parents? Sometimes on the hour, like at least multiple times a day. Yes. Because boys struggle so much with regulation, it's yes. just an ongoing conversation in my office. Well, and I've started joking around that I feel like at least the amygdala part, which we're going to talk about a couple of things, but we know the amygdala is the fight or flight part of our brain. I think there's something like sorry guys that are listening, that it's a little bit like if you lived in a sorority house or you lived in a dorm. I remember living in the Kappa house at the University of Arkansas. And 
every time one person on the hall was on their period, everyone was on their period. And I feel like that scene gets described to me all the time from parents who will say, my child spun out, got really anxious. They were screaming at me and I didn't know what else to do but to scream right back. Or it wasn't even intentional, but I found myself jumping in the midst of it with them. Of course. Do you hear that story? All the time. Yes. And really the truth is until we can regulate our bodies and regulate our thoughts, we're not going to get to a helpful, healthy conversation. No, we're not. It's just the bottom line. Which is why this conversation feels so important. And I'm so excited we moved into this section of the book to talk about help. And one of my favorite parts of the help section is when you talk about the two pathways. Will you spend some time talking about that? Yes. I don't think I even realized this until I started researching for this book because we talk about the amygdala so often. And the amygdala is the part of the brain that we have said a million times that when you start to get anxious, our bodies, God wired our bodies with alarm systems, which is beautiful when we're trying to escape a threat, survive. And so what happens is that the blood vessels in our brain constrict and it shifts the blood flow away from the prefrontal cortex into the amygdala, which is the fight or flight part of our brain. The amygdala houses emotional memories as well. It does not think on its own, it reacts. And so in those moments, it kicks this entire series of events into place that really, again, are meant to help us survive a threat. But when that happens, when the blood vessels constrict and the blood goes, the blood goes to the amygdala, that's hard to even say, at that point, the part of our brain that isn't getting blood is the thinking part, the rational part. And so, again, if I'm functioning out of my amygdala, you're functioning out of your amygdala, we're not, no one's going to hear each other. And so that's really why we tell families all the time, you've got to pause. You've got to separate. Have a code word if you need to. Come back down. So that's one pathway. And that happens within a fraction of a second. I mean, it's so quick. The other pathway that I didn't realize is through the cortex. So basically, we can think ourselves into an anxious state. It's not that immediate system. And so I, for example, can be laying in my bed at night and feel like I hear a sound. And all of a sudden, I am thinking, was that a sound? Is someone outside my door? What is that? And then I've gotten to where I have scared myself. In fact, I've scared my amygdala. And now I'm thinking really irrationally and thinking there's a person trying to break in my house when really it was a branch on my window or whatever it is. We can scare our amygdala. And in fact, the amygdala has more impact on the cortex, but the cortex still has impact on the amygdala. So the two really work in tandem. So that's why we want to deal with anxiety in both places. And I want to read something from the book that I thought was really interesting in when I was doing this research that talked about how you can, that how most of us lean towards anxiety that originates in one of two places. And so if you find yourself stuck in worried thoughts, obsessing over doubts, reimagining ideas or images that only make your anxiety worse, or if you're preoccupied with endlessly trying to find solutions to various problems, you are likely dealing with cortex-based anxiety according to two psychologists named Pittman and Carl. If, however, your anxiety comes upon you suddenly without any logical reason or seemingly precipitating event, you're more likely dealing with amygdala-based anxiety. In fact, the amygdala takes over in less than a tenth of a second. 
operating much more quickly than the cortex and often without our awareness or control. Which would you say you lean towards? Cortex. Cortex. What about you? I mean, I feel like I'm half and half. I have the worst. I don't know if I've ever done that to you. I have the worst jump reflex. Like even in my office upstairs, I'll round the corner and Sherman will be coming down the hall and I'll scream. It's terrible. So I think both of them. You do. Yeah. Yeah. When you were reading the cortex list, I was like, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. I answered yes to every question. But I think it's so important. And and that's really where we'd want to start. David, you know what's so great about the back to school season? Besides there being a lot less dishes to do with the kids out of the house? Besides that, it's such a great time to introduce new habits like reading the Bible. Yes, and you know we have the perfect tool for helping kids develop a Bible reading routine, the Explore Bible for Kids. You know it's our favorite. It won the Christian Book Award this year, which means it's the favorite for a lot of people. Featuring interesting call-outs and QR codes linking to engaging videos, discussion questions, and printable activity pages, this Bible is a great way to cultivate lifelong faith and Bible reading skills from an early age. The Explorer Bible for Kids is easy to read and understand for kids young and old. Grab one today and help your kids start a new Bible reading routine. Choose from five amazing cover options today at LifeWay.com. Use code RBGCSB for 40% off. Go to LifeWay.com and use code RBGCSB for 40% off the Explorer Bible for Kids. You know, David, now that kids are back in school or headed back soon, they are going to need some fun and creative activities to unwind after a full day of hard work. I think you are right, and we know just the thing, don't we? KiwiCo! Yes, KiwiCo is all about hands-on experiences and creative exploration, so kids can build confidence and problem-solving skills while having fun. And those skills will come in handy at school, but we don't need to tell them that. They'll just think it's a ton of fun. What KiwiCo project has Henry been working on lately? Henry and I built a super fun cars kit with his last Kiwi crate. It was a great after-school activity to keep him off screens. He loved the idea of making the cars he could actually play with. That sounds like a blast. Kiwi Co. projects are designed by a team of educators, makers, engineers, and rocket scientists who brainstorm hundreds of ideas to create the most exciting, age-appropriate, and educational projects. Redefine learning with play and play with learning. Explore KiwiCo's hands-on projects. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash rbg. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com slash rbg. Sissy, I loved seeing your pictures from the weekend at the lake house with your college friends. We had the best time. I could tell. We laughed harder than I have laughed in a long time. Good for you. That photo of us out on the porch is thanks to the great folks at Home Threads. We love our new porch furniture. It's so comfortable, functional, and looks incredible. We have loved our Home Thread purchases as well. I feel like I'm staying in a swanky hotel every time I use our new towels. Connie bought them for when we have guests, and I proceeded to use them for myself. So we had to buy more. (laughs) Parents, are you ready to transform your home into a haven for your growing family? 
Look no further than Home Threads, your destination for stylish and functional furniture that's perfect for raising boys and girls. At HomeThreads.com, discover a curated collection of furniture designed with your family in mind. From durable bunk beds to versatile storage solutions, our pieces are as resilient as your little adventures and always at the best value. I need a lot of durable furniture when it comes to my little nephews. Yes, you do. Create a space where memories are made and imaginations run wild. Go to HomeThreads.com slash RBG and get 15% off your first order. Home Threads, shop today and love where you live. So the first thing we want to say is we want you to recognize where it impacts your body and how it impacts your thoughts. And with our body and our thoughts, the sooner we recognize it, the better chance we have of fighting it, which is so important. And it's why in Braver, Stronger, Smarter, I have the draw- a drawing of a little girl in a superhero costume. Do you have a place where they draw it in oh, yes. Strong and Smart too? I do. Because we want kids to know this is where anxiety impacts my body first. And we want you to know that as parents too. I'm so aware often that my shoulders are up under around my ears. Where can you, where oh, do you see yes. it? Tension in my back and neck. Yes, exactly. And also, for those of you who are older that are listening, I have this wonderful thing going on called menopause. So when I have hot flashes, that means I'm anxious. It's always a telltale sound. But we always, all of us have something that's a giveaway for us. And the hard thing as a parent is so often you're so busy attending to your kids, you don't even necessarily notice it rising up in your body. So we've got to start there. And that is typically showing us the amygdala-driven anxiety. And the great news is there is a scientific phenomenon that we talk about often called neuroplasticity, which means that it's not just happening for the eight-year-olds in our lives or even the 18-year-olds, but our brains are still growing. And so we can actually retrain our amygdalas. I have read articles about people who are putting their faces in ice water and then pulling them out and calming themselves back down just to learn to be more in control of their amygdala, which I don't want to do that really so much, but, but I get it. And I, and I think the reason even for doing that, and psychologists call it an activate to generate phenomenon, David and I would say strongly, this is why you do not want to rescue your kids, is because if we remove them from every fear-inducing situation, their amygdala is never being activated. But when they can be in something hard and scary and learn that they can get through it with coping skills, their amygdala is being activated and it's growing. It's creating new neural pathways that can help them remember that they had courage, that they were brave. And that's not that reactive response. And because part of what happens is our amygdala develops false alarms. It actually enlarges and develops a hair trigger response. And so we want to teach our bodies to calm back down, that they can be in distress and still handle it. And and part of you as a parent, retraining your amygdala may be allowing your child to be in the hard thing because that may be what activates yours. When I think about neuroplasticity, I think about that age-old saying of you can't teach an old dog new tricks, and it turns out you can. can. I am exhibit A. Like, you can absolutely learn new things. And so I love that you speak into that. I was so hoping you were going to explain Activate to Generate and, and touch on that as well. So I'm thrilled you did. 
Can I throw out a few things that I love that you included? Yes. We talk so often with kids about the importance of what we call grounding games, which are grounding techniques that we're just dressing up a bit for kids, but how incredibly important those are for us as adults as well. And you put this incredible list in chapter five that I want to read just a few, and then I want you to get the book to get the rest. But these are such great ideas and reminders for those of you who know it. Run cold water over your hands. Go outside barefoot and stand in the grass. Take a short walk. Count backward from 100 by ones, fives, or sevens, depending on your math skills, which with (laughs) old dogs might get a little bit harder, so we might need to make that easier. Visualize a place you love and feel safe. Pet or play with your dog or maybe a cat. Picture the face of someone you trust and try to hear their voice encouraging you. That's Mm. incredible. List your favorites in several categories, food, TV shows, songs, etc., Memorize scripture and repeat it out loud. I, I just love that list. And again, there's so many more on that list that are these really great practical ideas that could begin that process of the settling we want to create in our brain and body. That's what I was going to say. Why do you normally have people do grounding games? So that they can begin that reset. Yes. And it is so necessary. And that mistake I talk so often with parents about of, you know, we tend to instruct in those moments. We tend to discipline in those moments. We tend to coach in those moments. And, you know, if we haven't created this reset where we can get their thinking brain back online, where Mm -hmm. they're capable of really even hearing us and integrating that information, then it's just a lot of wasted breath, a lot of wasted energy. So we could start with some kind of code word. Like we love. Yes. Pause in that moment and either separate if we need to. Yes. Or we could even say, hey, we know how we got to calm our bodies down. Because you have, as the parent, it's your job to regulate first. They're not going to think of that on their own. And so for you as the parent to say, hey, we need to regulate our bodies. We need to calm our bodies down. Let's do square breathing together. I didn't know until we just interviewed Kathleen and Aaron for the podcast that Henry, instead of square breathing, draws a rocket ship. That made me so happy. I loved it. Let's draw whatever shape together. Let's do some deep breathing. And then you tell me five things you see. I'm going to tell you five things I see. You tell me four things you hear. I'm going to tell you four things I hear. We can do any of those things together with the kids we love in that moment. Well, and to that conversation, it was so beautiful hearing Kathleen talk about doing this with Henry as early as three years old. Mm -hmm. So for all the parents listening who have young kids, we can be teaching these skills and practices so early into development that kids have simply always known these and always seen the evidence of where they work and then get to carry these things into adulthood. And if they're a teenager. It's never too late. No, they may not do it alongside you, but for you to say, you know what? I'm getting worked up and I'm making this bigger than it necessarily needs to be. I'm going to go take a few minutes and do some breathing and talking to myself. Yes. I mean, what, can you imagine having heard your mom or dad, you might have heard your mom or dad say that when you were growing up, but what an incredible gift and what a picture of how to do things differently. Yeah. So just like with kids, we're talking about calming our bodies. We're talking about grounding techniques. And then we want to shift from help from our help for our bodies to help for our thoughts. Because anxiety starts in our bodies. If we're amygdala leaning 
and it starts in our thoughts if we're cortex leaning, or it can be the combination of both. And, and I think the thoughts are the same idea that the sooner we can stop the pattern, the better. Yes. And it's funny to talk about this right now, because you and I have said several times, why are we recording a podcast episode right now? It has been a really crazy week. Yes, it has. We've had the launch of this new book for me. We have next week. Well, we had three days worth of podcast recording this week on top of counseling Which as well. we never do. And preparation for our first ever podcast live tour. Yes. I was reading the audio book for three days, four hours a day. You have a speaking event this weekend. Yes. And you were counseling full time. Yes. It was too much. We've needed all these strategies this week, we haven't have. we? We have. And we have... As a side note, just as friends, been marcoing back and forth saying things like, okay, one of the ways I can tell I'm not in a good place is what? Yes. I get so judgy and critical <laughs> with walkers <laughs> or drivers. Like I was pulled up at a crosswalk and this person was taking their own sweet time and I find myself talking out loud to them saying really snarky things like, don't get in a hurry. Please don't speed up for me. No, take your time. Take your time. <laughs> so if I have to get real critical at the drivers and walkers around me, I know my anxiety's registering at a high place. What Which about for you? you? No. I definitely am not kind to other drivers, but I think I'm least kind to myself in those moments. And even reading the audio book, I felt so bad for the guy that was my engineer because there would be certain, especially the more tired you get, I kept tripping over certain things. And then instead of just laughing and starting over, I literally would go, then start the sentence again, because I'm tired, because I'm stressed. And we need to know. I mean, we talk about that with kids. The same is true for you as grownups. If you're tired, if you have too much on your plate, if you're sad, if you're going through something right now, you're going to be more prone to cortex-driven anxiety, I think, in particular yes. in this window. And so we want you not only to recognize it in your body, we want you to be aware of the themes in your thoughts. And just like the amygdala is prone to false alarms, the cortex is prone to false interpretations, misinterpretations. And so I go to the grocery store and I see a friend I haven't seen in a while, and I she's kind of funny to me. And I walk away and I think, well, she's mad at me. I did something the last time I saw her that made her mad. And I didn't even know that. And I can go down that rabbit trail miles without ever thinking, huh, wonder if she's having a bad day or maybe she's tired herself or overwhelmed or whatever it is. But, but I think I get critical of myself and probably more paranoid, both of those things when I'm in a more anxious place. Oh, yes. And so for each of us, I mean, seriously, we want you to finish this podcast and either take some time to journal, to call a friend, something like that, and to be aware of what's happening. What's happening in my body? Where does it first show up? And where does it first show up in my thoughts? Because we believe those things can be game changers, not just for you, but for the kids you love. And the great news is neuroplasticity does not only take place in the amygdala, it takes place in the cortex. And so... We all have these well-worn pathways in our brain that are our cortex-driven thoughts, just like David has on a pair of shorts, I have on jeans. I bet we both put our 
one of our pant legs on first today, like we do every single day. I don't know which one I do first, but that is a well-worn pathway in my brain. We have anxiety type thoughts that are well-worn pathways all over our brains. And we're going to talk some in next week's episode too, about creating different pathways that are full of more positivity, more encouragement for your kids and yourself and more hope. But those are the kind of thoughts we want to find after we learn to stop the negative and we've got to notice it to stop it. So we're going to create new neural pathways, activate to generate in the amygdala, and we're going to learn different thoughts in our cortex. Yes. I'm excited. I'm all kinds of excited. Yes. Well, David, Henry went back to school this month. He was so excited, and you know he made sure to have his high of vitamins ready as part of his morning routine. What a smart kid, starting the day off right with Haya. Of course, he doesn't really understand that Haya vitamins are made without the sugar and gummy junk that are in other kids' vitamins. And I'm sure he doesn't realize that Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full-body nourishment our kids need with a yummy taste they love. Nope, but I do think he knows they were designed just for kids, and that's why he loves them. Haya vitamins are sent straight to your door so you have one less thing to worry about. Because Henry thinks all kids should have his yummy Haya vitamins, we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. Just go to HayaHealth.com slash RBG. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash R-B-G and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. David, have I told you what a Lifesaver Relief Band was on my Alaskan cruise last month? I knew it was going to help you. I can't imagine being out at sea without Relief Band. It was so helpful. I typically get really seasick, but Relief Band saved me on this trip. I could have missed out on all the fun if I didn't have it. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, like being on a cruise. Anxiety, migraines, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. Our family literally passed it around and all shared it. It's a band you wear on your wrist to give you relief from nausea. It uses technology that works with your body so it's safe, drug-free, and has zero side effects. It's really that simple. So if you always have a flashlight on hand for a blackout or a first aid kit on hand for emergencies, then you need a relief band for those unexpected nausea moments or for those planned travel adventures that take you by air or sea. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer just for Raising Boys and Girls listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code RBG, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use our promo code RBG for 20% off plus free shipping. I'm having the best time interviewing you about this new book. I'm just loving it and learning all on the way. Can I ask you about something else? Yes. Is there anything else you wanted to say about reframing or replacing? Anything else that we missed in that space or we covered? Well, I don't even I don't even think we got to that as much. We talked about so many different things, but yeah, I mean that's kind of that idea of catching the thought and then shifting it to a kinder one. And so 
thinking about what does it look like to shift the anxious thought, to shift the negative to something positive. And I think that the example we've been talking about a lot lately is those of you who first few months of school, there's a lot of stress around the beginning of the school day. Your kids aren't up on time. They've already gotten three tardies. And so you're going out the door and find yourself screaming at your kids. And and we keep talking about the parents seem down on themselves in a way we haven't seen them before. And, and I think it's easy in those moments to think, oh, I blew it again. Why does my anger keep getting in the way of my parenting? And reframing that thought would be just like if I were going to take, I'm looking at a picture in David's office that has a black frame around it. And so the picture looks darker and I see kind of these more earthy tones. If I pulled that off and put a white frame around it, it would look totally different. I'd see different pictures and so different colors. And so if we're to take those thoughts and do the same of reframing them, the reason that you're frustrated with your kids trying to get out of the house is because you care so much about them. You want good things for them. You don't want them to be tardy again and get another Saturday school. And so to stop back and think about it like this, David and Sissy feel like I'm frustrated right now because I care so much about my kids. And I think even in preparing for this talk we're doing this week, I have been thinking so much about angry parents and how I don't know that I know an angry parent who's not anxious underneath it, that it's not that they're parents who are just trying to be mad or who are bad parents. It's, it's there's this hope for their kids, this good they want for their kids underneath and don't know what to do with it and have fallen into maybe a habit of not regulating. And so it comes out as anger. And so, y'all, there is such good news when we're practicing all these skills. Things really can be different. We can rewire our brains and... I love the idea of replacing it with truth. Yes. And you have some that you talked to me about from the book that I love that I read from somebody else. I can't take much credit. I love that. But these. will you talk a little bit about I that? I would be honored to because it was really one of my all-time favorite things you included. I and loved those them when I read them. were breath prayers. Mm. And I love the idea of the breathing that we believe is so important and just folding truth into that through these. And so I want to read a couple that I love. This first one is from Romans 8, 38 and 39, where you will, in fact, let's do these together right now. As you're Mm -hmm. listening, like I would love for you to inhale and exhale these rich truths from Scripture. So we're going to inhale, nothing can separate me. And we're going to exhale from the love of God. Inhale, nothing can separate me. Exhale from the love of God. And speaking that truth Mm. back over yourself over and over. Mm. Another one that I love is from Psalm 23 that you included. We're going to inhale, I will not be afraid. And we're going to exhale, for you are with me. Inhale, I will not be afraid. Exhale, for you are with me. And I don't know that we could do too Mm. much of that. Me either. I feel so much better you doing that. I know. And we're calming our bodies, regulating our breathing, we're retraining the amygdala as we do it. And we're thinking, we're replacing the thoughts with positive thoughts that are truth. Yes. That are retraining our cortexes too. 
We're rewiring our brains in all the places. So much good work happening in something that simple and slow. There is so much help available out there. You do not have to live with anxiety to the degree that it feels like you are right now or with anger. We want to help and honored to get to do so. Come back next week. We're going to talk about more hope. Can't wait to have that conversation. Me too. Did you love today's episode? If so, would you mind sharing it with a friend? Send a quick text or email with the link to the show. Join us next time for another episode where we'll bring you help and hope on your journey of raising boys and girls. 